Kia ora e te iwi, nau mā hoki mai tu Under the Whāraki, I'm Tahu And I'm Anatola And today we're talking about ira rere, uh, gender fluid rere Yes, we are, and we have a beautiful guest with us today And I'm going to get them to introduce themselves Tēnā tātou te whānau, ko tangaroa pō tōku ingoa Heri tēnei no te whare tapu o Ngāpuhi, no te whare tahito o Muri Whenua Tēnā tātou Kia ora I was up Muri Whenua the other day True Yes Whereabouts? Um, <laughs> it's kind of big Before ahipara um, oh. Just the far north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I learned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. So before, yeah, carrying on. Fuck up, fuck up, fuck up. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Party in the room and it's instant. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Okay. I'll just be here. Whatever you want. We start with a game. Fuck up, fuck up, Mahana. Icebreaker, so that we can get our fluids, gender fluids going. Yes. I mean, I didn't know we had gender fluids. Let's make it fluids. And the game is ye na or na ye. So ye na or na ye to a statement I'm about to read. Um, you have to choose if you're on the ye na or if you're in the na ye. Kapai. Kapai? Simple enough? Kapai. Staying friends with your ex. Ye na na ye. Rane. Na ye, I reckon. Well, I've, I've seen it with people in my life. With... Um, you know, remaining somewhat, though, that maybe, oh, I need to re- really think about this. No, I reckon a lot of my friends who have had ex-partners have remained pretty good friends after, mm. the, after the fact, but it's more been through personal growth. Mm. Right. I love that, personal growth, right, yeah. getting comfortable. I feel like it, it depends, right? Yeah. I, I, I hate not having a definitive answer, but I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh. I feel like it depends on context. Like, how did you yeah. break up? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, someone, like, was there actual, like, real pain in the breakup yeah. in the sense where, like, did someone hurt another person really badly? Mm. Do you need it too? Yeah. How- <laughs> yeah, it's always about the it too. And I feel like, also, were you friends beforehand? Right. Or was this, like, I saw you across the room and I was like, yes. Yes. You know, oh, <laughs> yes. okay. you know like, were you guys good yeah, friends? Did you grow up to Like, I think all of these things play a part in, like, whether that's a... Yeah, not or not mm. yet. Yeah. yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> now that I've done a bit of growing <laughs> to the naive age of 24, I've actually turned into naive. Um, mm. Unfortunately, it doesn't sometimes pan out that mm. way, but um, I've always found like I loved that person for such a long time and I want to fuck them under them and still show them that like, you know, just because we've went out different ways. Um, yeah. I still love and respect you and your whanau. Yeah. Um, especially that. for the people that did, they did so much for me. Like, yeah. you know, their whanaus. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's just been times where I've been the one who fucked up. So, yeah, they didn't want, didn't feel that way about me. About you. Yeah. Right, right. And Which that's is, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. and that's all also, right. Also, how, how, like, how amazing that you've grown to a point where you're like, I fucked up. Yeah. Like, and and yeah. that's on me, And but yeah. I still have love, and that's mm. the decision whether yeah. they want to reciprocate or not. Yeah. yeah. That's growth, Tahu. 
be uh, at your little small 24 age. <laughs> young people. Young people. <laughs> young people, young people eh? So young. I hate it. I hate it for you. I, hate it for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, amazing. So before we kind of get into like the chunk of like this this corner door today, we're also going to do a little pop quiz yeah. as well to kind of follow on into the icebreaker to kind of test our knowledge yeah, um, and also where we're at and then also kind of follow on like better conversations about it, which I'm so excited for. So yeah. we're going to pull out our whiteboards. Cup and Oh, cool. Yeah, we got whiteboards. Pull them out. They look fancy. And um, I'm going to beat Tahu because oh, cool. we love a me and Tahu are quite competitive in this little game, <laughs> but we got this. Mm, I love the preparedness of it. Cup <laughs> Alright, Patai Tsua Tahi. What is Ida and its different forms? Oh. So it can be anything, really. Whatever you think we articulate as being Ida or gender. Mm. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. What it can, yeah, the terms that it represents or like the type of thing that it talks about. And it can also come from a, a um, different point of view. It could be Te Ao Māori worldview, mm. Western ideologies. I don't know if this is right, but we'll go with it. You good? Yes. I said fluidity of gender and sexuality. Beautiful. Human. Human. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that, Tahu. Look at you. <laughs> Beautiful. I love no. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of points. Bunch of points. <laughs> Look at this one. I didn't do it. Look at all. No. It's so good. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. Well, if, I, I like thinking of it like that because... Um, Especially with the more I've learned about our whakapono Māori. Yeah. And even with your ingwa being tangaroa, mm. yeah. it's so fitting for you. <laughs> it's fluid. Well, <laughs> YA, they move, it's, yeah. it's fluid. And, uh, but for me, atua don't have gender. Mm. So having gender um, is being human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to swap chairs? Should we? Maybe <laughs> we should interview. That's amazing. This is I totally, like, totally agree. Like um, when yeah. you say the human gene, essentially, because I've always seen it as like um, gender or um, life principle, even um, things like Modi and stuff. But um, human, like we acknowledge you first and foremost as human before anything else, like sexuality, gender. Mm. Identity, and I think from a Fakaro Māori point of view, it's definitely that hitangata Māori, hitangata mm. itetuatahi. Mm. Um, and then when we look at other forms of ira, so we have ira tangata, which is what we all have, and then we have ira atua, our um, celestial, um, and even um, divine ira. Yeah, godliness, us. and in us as yeah. well, and it can be manifested in, in a physical form. Love. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> you know, uh, what is the difference between when people say takatapui mm. and ida, ida? Yeah, so like, I guess um, back in the early 80s, I think 1986, was when the gay law reform happened in Aotearoa. Mm. And at that time, I think the rainbow community just needed something to sort of unite their community yeah. as, a, as a way of showing off a, a united front. Um, so back then, you know, a lot of our Polynesian communities came and gifted their terms um, towards um, what would represent them in the queer or rainbow idea. <coughs> um, but at that time, Māori didn't really have a term and I think for good reasons, but um, our scholars back in those days did the research, went to go looking for narratives of our um, historical recollections, yeah. um, specifically in the Rangi Kahiki manuscripts. Um, those, oh, there's a story that talks about um, one of our famous love stories in Te Ao Māori between exactly. Tutanikai and Hinemoa. Oh. Um, but in this particular narrative, um, the writer, or Wuramu Te Rangi Kahiki, goes in to talk about... Uh, 
his oh, to Taniko's relationship with Tiki, um, and it was understood that they were. Um, really close male companions and it didn't in any way in the narrative imply that it was sexual right. but it definitely identifies I guess in a modern day we'd call it a bromance mm. um, you know and when bros have just this innate love for their mate sort of yeah. thing and it doesn't in, at any point imply sexuality mm-hmm. but just shows that there can be a, a love just as strong as a heterosexual one Absolutely. that can be shared amongst two people of the same sex mm. um, and at that point um, the story talks about Titanico going to his father for kawe and saying, Kāroha ki a tiki. I, ha- I will have an undying love for my friend Tiki. Um, and that's the only point in, in our historical recollections at, at this point that we know of um, that references the word takatāpui in a, not a prehistorical or not a pre-colonial space, but still a time of that old world. Yeah. Um, and at that time, our scholars thought that would be the best term to maybe not represent, oh, at that time it was to represent the LGBTQI Māori people who right. identify. Um, and so that co- that term has been coined to represent, you know, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, queer, aha, tūrāne. Yeah. Um, but terms like irarere and um, whakawahine, those are the terms that have just come out in the recent, recent sort of like yeah. last, or I guess early 2000s is when yeah. we started really looking at those terms. And I guess it's come with the desire from Māori to try and find a way to articulate a Absolutely. better way of identifying themselves. Oh my gosh, I could look and listen to you all day. All day, you're honestly, so beautiful. Trust me, you'll get bored, babe. Oh no, you're amazing oh, and beautiful. Stop. I love how you articulate and communicate. Like, stop trying to grease up for the next one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you won. You already got one. Okay? I'm just saying, like, your knowledge. So it is Tahu one now. Yeah. <laughs> The way that you uh, you articulate yourself is so beautiful, and yeah. I'm young. Yeah, I'm excited. It's me Whatever, a long time to get there, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, knowledge and growth. Hey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is this second part though? Yes. Okay, Pātai Tuarua, and I'll list them if you don't have them, but list the non-cisgender terms, which means anything that isn't identified as male or female, um, for these Polynesian nations. So I'll list some of our Polynesian okay, nations, and so you've just got to come up with what you think or what you may know for that particular nation, mm-hmm. how they describe that person. Okay, so we've got Tahiti. Uh, oh, I don't know. Samoa. We have Tonga. Cook Islands. <laughs> Niue. Hawaii. Fiji. I just looked at how long this list is. Um, Tuvalu and Kiribati. No. Oh, just a heads up, I just learned some of these terms yesterday. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Like I'm trying to think of MVP Faf. Oh, smart. I'm smart. like trying Actual to think smart. what. I know, I think I know three. Damn it. But um, I'm Two trying mil. to think of. No, no. No, one or one or I already know I've got um, nothing. <laughs> I feel like I know the Cook Island one, but I can't. Oh, the. New way one is like, I think it's like something like that. I don't know. Anyway, yes. we're gonna learn. We're gonna All right, let's do the reveal. Okay. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I only know Fafafini. Yeah. Um, Wait, which, which nation is that from? Oh, I've just written like this because I've got lost in the names. Yeah. And then I went Takatabui for Tahiti and Cook Islands and Hawaii. Beautiful. Nice. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> yeah, they they have pretty similar deals. They do. They mm. do. Yeah, so that's so true. I was so hoping true. it was going to be the same. So for Samoa, Fafafine, 
Amphotonga Leiti, but I know that some people say Faka Leiti, mm. but uh, I know from the Leiti community in Tonga that to Faka Leiti is to act like a woman. Yeah. So um, uh, instead of, yeah, so a Leiti is, is more preferred, although some people say Faka Leiti. Anyway, so the point. I think New Wayne is like Tama something. I don't know if that's right, or that could be Cook Islands. I, I'm, I feel like I was like, I think it's around that. Kapai. And then the only other one I knew is for Hawaii is Mahu. Mahu. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. I was trying to You're actually that. on. You're, that was probably the best way of like, what is the process of elimination? Here we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Tahiti have Rai Rai. Okay. Um, Samoa for Afafine. Um, Tonga Leiti, and yeah, I, I don't, I prefer not to call my Leiti sisters Faga Leiti because I, I just that. feel like it does, even though the, 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 I guess the definition is to in the manner of, yeah. it still doesn't resonate, I guess, with our, Absolutely. with our sisters. Yeah. So we're like, yes, Hewahine, Leiti. Yeah. Um, Cook Islands, Akavahine. Oh, that's it. I was like, yeah. you on, but you were right with um, Nui is Fafafine. Oh, Fafafine is Nui. Hawaii is Mahu. Um, and I love, oh, I love the Mahu term because it more yeah. resonates with like that idea of um, two spirits, which is, yeah. an, I guess, yeah. a Native American idea yeah. of how they see it. Um, Fiji, Whakasali uh, Waliwa, and then Tuvalu and Kiribati have like little um, changes, but pretty much Pina uh, Pina Ine is sort of like yeah. how they describe yeah. them. Oh, so they, so um, uh, Kiribati and Tuvalu are the same? Similar, yeah. They, it's just right. one has, uh, um, Tuvalu have Pina Pina with a P, and then Kiribati is Pina Pina. Right, right. Cool. You are on though. You knew more than me before I came into this oh. business, and I've been gay for ages. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Tongan, so I knew that knew the oh. lady. And obviously, when you're Tongan, you know stuff about Samoa. Um, so I knew Fafafine, but I also know that Fafafine also means to act like a woman. Yeah. But I think Fafafine. I've yet to hear anything, any feedback about not yeah, liking that term. Yeah. But whereas I know for Lathi, they don't yeah. like. Yeah. I think as long as we acknowledge the the I guess the 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 feminine yeah. aspect of that person. Absolutely. Because um, I guess the fafa ends up being misconstrued or used as a, as a weapon. But it has. Then we got so our right. sisters who are reclaiming right. that. Exactly. And like, oh, go on then. Yeah, uh, go off sis. Yeah. Go off sis. I it's love so it. so good. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting. And then with Māori being takatāpui, um, it's quite interesting that we've used that term to describe everyone out of those sexualities right, and genders. Right. Which I guess isn't really... Well, I always thought that terms like akavaine, mahu, never really distinctly identified sexuality, just, no, just gender, gender identity. Mm. identity yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I feel like a lot of, like, for Pasifika languages, mm. it's quite, like, new because we didn't have yeah. those things pre, you know, colonisation, yeah. pre-European contact. Like, mm. it was just people. Yeah. So I think, like, that's, like, the totally. new language. We're Absolutely. all still learning and trying to figure it yeah. out and find space. And I hope language grows. Hard. Right? Yeah. Like, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Oh, amazing. No, use it on. Fire out. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, Tahu, that's one to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one or one or just, just to let you know. <laughs> okay, kapai. All right. I love this. Um, last one, Um Oh, yeah, this is easy. Um, do you have to be non-binary or gender fluid to express masculine or feminine traits? Kind of goes into your yena na year. Now I'll use our both Damn bananas. Stammers. Stammers. Go on, someone say yes. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. No, and that's totally agree. Um, I totally agree. Like, um, 
I guess historically when we look at it, oh well, I can only speak from a Māori perspective, but um, in my research we've noticed that if anything, a lot of our men back in our olden world were more of the affectionate, mm. nurturing nature. Yeah. Um, and the only time they were ever ugly, violent or or bad, essentially, was um, during war, mm. warfare. Um, and even the processes for them to come back um, into the pa, they had to go through a pūre or a cleanse. Mm. So um, the woman would take them off to a particular puna or spring um, and go through this cleansing process to remove that um, mindset of violence and um, mm. anger and war um, so that they can be reintegrated into, into their society and their iwi um, as the nurturing fathers that they are. Yeah. And it was more noticeable that the women were more on the mask oh. side of things, um, especially during warfare because they were the ones who had to protect the pa when the men were away at war. So it was really, I think, in a Māori perspective, and if anything, across the Polynesian cultures, um, the genders were very balanced and yeah. across the board. And it wasn't like, uh, <coughs> you know, females go and do the, the kai, men go out and, I don't know, hunt and get... I really don't know what men do, but... Um, <laughs> You know, they did all those things, um, but really it was a shared load and everyone did their thing and whatever their capabilities were, that's what they would do. Mm. So it was, I think, just the idea of gender and gender, I guess, expression or identity is very colonial in our our day-to-day sort of reality. Um, But you're right, back in the day we didn't really have terms to describe or we didn't need the terms to describe someone who was non-binary or gender fluid or just different from what, I guess... um, Western ideologies would see as the normal mm. um, for our people. And even sexuality is also a, um, an interesting topic for our Polynesian cultures because sexuality was very fluid across mm. the board. And if yeah. anything, sex, <coughs> like the act of sex, was very um, very much celebrated. Um, mm. you know, we knew that there were reasons for it, which was procreation um, to produce uri and descendants, but it also was for pleasure. Oh, um, yes. And our society had moments where... Um, you know, if there was a manuhiri or a high chief that would visit your pa, um, you would send your non-binary or your fluid kids or teenagers or whatever, because sex and that was very open, but also it started at a very young age um, during kids' adolescence and through puberty. Um, and so the idea of sex with the same gender wasn't really considered a taboo thing. It was just considered fulfilling your duty or fulfilling a duty or responsibility to your people, Um, which I love because I love sex. So it should be fine. Absolutely. Do you think these conversations are becoming more um, openly discussed or more accessible to people? I think our younger generations are definitely open to the idea of getting to know what it was like and being a bit more open about these conversations, but it is harder for our older generation, especially because they've been a particular way for so long. There's, it's, it is quite hard for them to sort of change a, a way of understanding or um, a way of accepting others, but yeah. ultimately they just need to remember it doesn't affect you directly. It's just the individual who chooses or lives the way that they can authentically do that way of living. And it can be... I guess people do think of it as a hostile sort of lifestyle to live in because they're not sure, they're worried about their safety and stuff. But ultimately, um, we don't expect you to be in front of us when we're getting hit with stones. It's more just love us and we'll be fine. Yeah, love us. I love that. Yeah. Sorry, that was really deep. Let's move on. No, no, that's important. (laughs) I also like we were talking about like there was no... It was so fluid. Yeah. Especially sex. 
Yeah. Like, you look, mm. listen to any of our water and old haka, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they were the horniest. They yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and vulgar language. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. They were horny. Like, it was and intense. They were, yeah. But we oh. did things like public orgies, public at Tomo, yeah. Yeah. sex on the marae, in yeah. front of everyone. Wow. Um, things like those, those, those practices, obviously, a bit hard to... Bring to modern yeah, society because yeah. they'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, well, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably how deeply colonized we are, mm. right? because our people used to do it. Must have been for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're talking about that gender fluidity thing mm. and how um, they had different roles. I like the um, <clears throat> how you talked about how you know they could have. There was kids that decided at that age yeah. where if they were fluid or not. Yeah. Um, mm. But thinking back to some <laughs> other historic kōrero like um, Wairaka, one of my tipuna, yes. and where she actually says, Kafakatane yeah. like where she would take on mm. the role of another gender. So yeah. they got to choose or wow. even decide if, they, if it was needed yeah. um, mm. that she can do that role <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So Looking cool. back at our whakapapa. And that's why there was, there's been heaps of kōrero around is takatapu allowed and mm. Māori and yeah. like that's just from an uneducated point of view but like it's in all of our corridor yeah. where yeah. yeah where they were they were kaitaki they were people they were our teachers they were yeah. a massive role so that's cool that we've uncanned this and I love that corridor. you have stories you know what I yeah. mean like yeah. you, have, you have real stories that you know goes back so further than before you and yeah. I feel like that's so important to share to people because mm. I find like a lot of people don't know about this you know yeah. when I work with young kids like Māori and Pacifica mm. in particular which obviously two very different communities but like the similarities of how painful colonization has affected our cultures over time is that they just don't know yeah. and like a lot of it comes through a certain point of view which yeah. is like generations before you that just yeah. don't know either yeah. so you're a product of your own reality and you just go with what the knowledge is and I yeah. feel like these stories are so important to share absolutely I guess also I guess I guess across <laughs> for all of our Polynesian cultures because all of us managed to maintain knowledge and mātauranga handed down or generational knowledge and treasures through oral oratory um sort of historical recollections rather than the written word yeah. um so it is depicted in our waiata. It's even depicted in our whakairo, in our carvings for yeah. our marae. There's wahine that mau matoro whakatoria. Yes! Yes! <laughs> like, it's actually pretty... Well, I think it's typical, because I'm thinking, yeah, women rule the world. Like, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just that idea that um, yeah, I think cool. Polynesian cultures just have this really innate understanding that there is yeah. a balance to everything. And yeah. um, we may not have to identify it as being specifically male or female, but it's a balance of consciousness, a yeah. balance of being. And, you know, when we look at like the scientific elements of um, your chromosomes and stuff, mm. you're made up of both your mother and your father. Exactly. So everyone innately has that um, fluidity in them, yeah. bi biologically and naturally. And also, like, when you think about hormones, we've all got these hormones. Yeah. We just have different levels of it. Absolutely. And I think, like, when you know more, then you know more, and yeah. you're able to talk to it and yeah. really debunk these really violent, harmful myths that <laughs> yeah. exist that yeah. people yeah. like to push out to people. Yeah. And it's just let people live. Ka ki Really feel for those ones yeah. who really have yeah. this negative sort of idea. Close-minded. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, close -minded. and I go, oh, it must come from a really uneducated or uninformed um, place. And I'm like, oh, love that for you. 
do you. Yeah. Um, just don't come near me and my friends. <laughs> don't project it onto yeah, people. Yeah. I think uh, I feel yeah. like people don't have the ability to sit and be like, how? Why am I projecting on yeah. this to someone? Because this is my stuff. Yeah. I need to go back and have a think about just it. Just a bit of self reflection. Yeah, a little self reflection. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, with the term coming out, mm. was there a point in your life where you did? And what are your thoughts now about that term that's been that's been used for so long? Yeah. Um, it's funny. My um, one of my really close friends, he really had, he, he, he believes, I'm trying to make sure I use their right pronouns, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he believes that um, coming out is one of the bravest things anyone can ever do. Wow. Um, but it's a shame that we even have to do that in a society. Yeah. Exactly, um, yeah. To have to state a way of being, um, or to make it as, you know, I, whenever I, people ask me like, oh, how was you? How was it for you coming out? And I go, how was it for you coming out straight? Yeah. Um, and like the fact that you don't have to do that yeah. already shows that it kind of implies that there's something different from what you consider the norm, and that's okay. Um, but um, yeah, my coming out was a bit interesting. Um, I, one of my friends, we were on a trip over in Hawaii for Kura, um, and we were having what is a cultural exchange with one of the um, schools, high schools there. Um, anyways, later that evening we had a shared kind dinner and um, later that evening I got caught by one of my school friends with another student from the other school. And I freaked out because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be outed and all this thing, and all those sort of types of ideas of like, holy shit, my life's going to be shit after this yeah. point. Um, because at that time, despite other people being openly gay in that kura and stuff, and even knowing that um, the group of people that I was with wouldn't be judgmental towards that type yeah. of way, it was just the fact of the act of coming out as if it was just a thing. And I was more fearful of coming out to my parents, let mm. alone anyone in kura. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting. Um, but it was actually the coming out part was fine. It was coming out to my parents and dealing with the aftermath after that. Um, they, I had the fears of being, you know, um, disowned and kicked out, all those things. Mm. Even though my parents are lovely people, <laughs> um, I just had that idea. But um, it was more dealing with their mourning after that. So they pretty much mourned for six months for mm. the son they thought they knew. Right. Or had, and all the ideas and the hopes and you know, all that shit. You know, like yeah. I'm gonna have grandkids oh. from you, and, right. yeah. and I'm like, I still can have kids. Exactly. I just don't want to do it the traditional way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, I've sat with Wahine and I'm not mad at it either. So I, I mean, it's the idea and the having to own up to this idea that I've been hiding something for yeah. ages. But again, back then as a high school student not having the articulation to be able to describe what I was mm. or how I felt was probably the harder thing for me. Which is not being able to articulate it. Yeah. But it's fine. We yeah. move on, we grow. Absolutely. It's been long, I'm very old now, so yeah. our parents have come come around. around yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> learning, but they're pretty amazing. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> earlier earlier wow. we asked for your pronouns mm. and it doesn't no worries to you, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like um I appreciate the idea of the, the importance that people see in having pronouns and being identified with the correct pronouns. Um, but I guess just, again, that Māori perspective of not really having the need, or even in our language we don't have, despite having uh, wahine and tāne, our terms to describe each other are still genderless, like the mm. term ia. Yeah. Um, so, um, again, it's more genderless terms that I refer yeah. to. Um, but, yeah, I don't mind people calling me he, him, or she, her they, them, mm -hmm. um, but I guess if I have to choose one, I would prefer the term irarere. So it's just, a, again, really? to describe our gender, yeah. but irarere being fluid. Cool. Um, 
but then other people have not misconstrued it, but other people have different ideas of what that could mean. Some people consider it being bi-gender, where you're, you know, in one space very <coughs> male, and then the other time you're very female. So it's just, mm. I reckon it's, I get a bit overwhelmed with how many terms there are yeah, and how many yeah. terms you have to be mindful of. And that was one thing I noticed with all my um, straight, heterosexual, cisgendered um, whānau and friends. They were they would be so scared to try and mm. connect with a non-binary or gender fluid or even trans mm. people for the fear of mistaking their yeah. gender. And I was like, it's, you know you can just call them by their name. Mm. Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, again, it's that Western ideology of what they think is the correct way of interacting with a human. Right. But really, like you said, first and foremost, we are the human. Humans. yeah. <laughs> I love is, that. I love in the that. perspective of Māori, too, because yeah. we yeah. all have iratāni iruahini, yeah. and it just depends on which one's stronger, which one's yeah, showing. Yeah, hard out. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, with physical attributes, that doesn't really distinctly identify with the gender either, because... You know, both genders have facial hair, mm. body hair. Um, I've got a few f- female friends, born through and through female, who have lower voices than most of my guy friends. Mm-hmm. And it freaks me out. I'm going, you should be in the bass notes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going, no, career. No. Like, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I think just the idea of what we consider gender is still in that Western ideology, but I guess our... Um, Authenticity comes through our cultural understanding, mm. and so we're lucky to be Polynesian at the farm. Absolutely. non Polynesian. I don't want to speak I feel bad for you. I don't want to call them out. I don't want under the fariki to be like declined, wrapped. Sorry, he's got to finish here. So like yeah, so anyone who's not Polynesian, Karoha. Yeah. But but if you are But if you come from go. an indigenous culture, love you the most. Yeah. Love you the I most. Love but um relate yeah. to you the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Relate to <laughs> Yeah, that's a better way. Not love yeah. you the most, yeah. relate to you the most. Yeah. 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 Well it you is. understand each other a little bit better. Yeah. I, I know when I um I recently learned of a story um in, in Tonga mm. um, about a god we used to we used to praise, which is Hikuleu, and, and mm. they're the god of, of Bulotu. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with the story. I've heard, I've, yeah. oh, I've heard little snippets of it through some of my friends at, um, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be so bad for Manalani? forgetting that. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Oh my god. Yeah. So we want to talk after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we love, we love the Manalangi crew. Yeah. Shout out to them. They're amazing and they do such incredible work. Amazing. And I, I'm, the survey's amazing. Um, but I, and so Bulotu is, is the underworld mm. and it's kind of a shared, you know, pan Pacific. So a lot of Fijians, yeah. Samoans, Tongans yeah. believe in it. Um, and the god of Bulotu is, is a god called Hikuleo. When I grew up, like, very Christian household, but Hikuleo was always a man. Like, mm. when they would talk about Hikuleo, it was always a man. And then I went to university, and they're like, no, sis, Hikuleo was a girl, as yeah. a woman. And I was like, oh, we'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, and then further on in my, in my working experience, I found out that Hikuleo was neither man nor woman, but mm. had this fluidity of, yeah. of, of their gender. But also, it's a, they're a god, so why yeah. would they be so human to have a gender? Excellent. You know, like, what's this concept of gender and I remember learning about this and being like this is so important and like coming from a Tongan like background Mm. it's so conservative and Christianity is just it's it's grown into the soil now it's so embedded into who we Uh. are but hearing these stories I'm like this is this is what we should be learning is like it's not necessarily that we want to go back it's that we want to know what was back then you know and like if I think about like the Polynesia as a whole European contact came in the 1800s so we existed 
thousands of years. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what did we believe? How did yeah. we feel? How did we connect? How did we, you know? So like all those things are so important. And I think about like in your experience, what have you found has worked to connect people about this who may not know mm. much? Like how have you had conversations with parents and families yeah. or with friends that don't know much and how to connect them to know that this is information and, and, and knowledge that we should all know. Whether yeah. you identify in a very like Western way of cisgendered or, or oh, whatnot, yeah. like these are the things we should know. Like how do you have those conversations? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely age demographic type vibes. Right, so right. like with your friends, always go in on the sex talk because they'll obviously listen and they'll yeah. be more interested to learn about how sexuality functioned in an old yeah. world. Um, for old, like, I guess more for parents who are trying to support or be there for their children. Mm. Um, I always just go back to, I, you know, reminding them that they are a divine being in their self. And when, you know, when Tamariki are born, um, they're at the most purest form, Absolutely. you know, of, that any human can be. They know no judgment, no fear. They are literally the purest form that we could possibly desire as human beings. But it's not until um, our own fears and projections onto them that sort of influence the way that they grow up in this world. So trying to remind them that um, despite our human um, connections and our human anatomy, we also have that ancestral and spiritual connectivity mm. um, where, like you said, there is no gender in our gods. It's yeah. where we characterise yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if we use Ranginui and Papatunuku as an example, um, Ranginui is always depicted or always illustrated mm. as a very soft sukilala essentially mm -hmm. um, and always depicted crying and you know we don't really see men crying a lot no. openly or oh, well we are i think we are actually getting better now yeah. um yeah. with our um with that idea of toxic masculinity but mm. i still don't think that for culturally our people don't actually have toxic masculinity it's a culturally learnt thing over generations. Mm. Absolutely. And, it, and it's easy to sort of um, say, I did like, you've just got toxic masculinity, but mm. if anything, they've just got a lot of unlearning to do or decolonising, but re-indigenising what they, how they would that. try and yeah. understand their world. Um, but even if we look at our um, taiao as a whole, um, plants... Um, animals are gay when they need to be. Yeah. Um, they procreate with each other when they when it's a type of survival wow. thing. So it's, I think, I um, or when we talk about the kumara or um, oh my god, kutai, the kutai, they a lot change of gender, kutai? they change uh, muscles, uh, muscles. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. The gender fluidity, or wow. I just think of it as survival essentially. Yeah. Um, they, our whole makeup is around being able to adapt to our environment and whatever fits mm. that society. Um, or environment, um, and then I guess for Māori, because Polynesian cultures, it's quite, from what I've read, um, a lot of them identify that those who are mahu or akavaine, whaawhawhine, uh, they had roles in society where they would do their duties, you know, looking after whoever, children, elderly people, but in terms of their talents in mātauranga, they were always teachers of waiata, mm. hitori, dance, yeah. hula, um, yeah. and more mātauranga around the spiritual world because they were considered to be the most connected to that spiritual realm yeah. because they had, I guess, a more physical manifestation of fluidity of male yeah. and female. And in their societies, their role was to create balance. So if there was too much maleness happening, they'd come in with their feminist-ness-ness-ness. Yeah. And then if there was too many fem female, you know, everything, hormones, everything, All just a lot. <laughs> Um, you know, Takatapui or any of us who sort of identified as that would go into sort of just balance it out again. And I think that's all of us innately have that balance point. It's just, I guess, for Irarere or Takatapui, 
or any of those um, gender identities, um, we just are able a bit more to physically manifest that in physical form and present that openly, hopefully. Yeah. Souls. <laughs> I'm like, you're yeah. a genius. I'm like, yeah. Saying, I'm like yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? It's so healing to have these conversations because mm. I feel like if you've grown up, which obviously we grew up in a society where yeah. it's so cis-normative, it's so heteronormative, yeah. and we haven't had access to our cultural knowledge. Yeah. So to have these conversations is like really important for us because I think it makes us see that there's so much fluidity and that mm. we're just so much more than just one thing yeah. as humans. Like yeah. we're just so we're complex and layered and all these beautiful things. Mm. Um, I think about, um, I remember reading this um, story about um, so this European guy had come, this dude came over to Aotearoa and he would write and like observe Māori mm. and he would say how like um, he was so shocked to see that men would look after the, their children, children and yeah. that women would go and hunt and go do things and yeah. and right. be outside and then you know th that that um, fathers wouldn't hit their kids yeah. like there was no physical discipline that yeah. it was so sensitive they were so sensitive yeah. and so inclined to share emotion and whatnot yeah. and I remember reading this and be like this is so why are we teaching this in schools like the perceptions uh, that yeah. like media can have and <laughs> yeah. all these violent really negative connotations that are towards certain groups of people mm. how have you found like learning about this has helped you as an individual and provide mm. healing and joy for you when knowing that there's so much knowledge out yeah. there that provides your visibility more. Yeah, absolutely. I think, if anything, it saved my life yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. I guess growing up at Kurakaipapa and stuff, you know, lucky enough to be able to be immersed in Te Ahumatua and Kurakaipapa um, and I guess having this sense of, like, identity being Māori, but I did at times still feel disconnected or I felt like I didn't belong mm. because there wasn't really any representation or I didn't see myself in any other person right. or any other uh, illustration in our cultural practices. You were on the cusp, eh? Yeah. Our last it's like the last generation where they yeah. didn't have a pere to look No, to. no, yeah, hard yeah. out. So, so grateful for people like yeah. pere and... Um, and because I think, and I think you're absolutely right on our generation being that cusp because the older generations who were takatapui and who were open definitely were not really mm. um, loved mm. or looked after or nurtured in their whānau or iwi. So they escaped to the cities to create their own whānau, to find a safe space for themselves. Um, but now, you know, we've got our generation who are sort of just sort of breaking that disconnectivity to their old Māori because a lot of takatapui who are older generations um, don't really have that same sort of niche and understanding and feeling of belonging. Mm. Um, and that was me um, growing up at Kura and so I did start to think I didn't belong um, in my old Māori but um, yeah, and through and I guess also because I was that di different one um, mm. against everyone else in Kura, um, schooling for me wasn't the best either. Like the bullying stuff. I mean, it's so different now that I look at it because the bullying wasn't actually that bad, but back then it was very traumatic. And Absolutely. I guess it was more because I was experiencing, I guess, this type of hate, but not even they could articulate what it was, and neither could I. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, they must be right. They, I must right. be a freak or a yeah, weirdo. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it was the basic things like, oh, why do you always hang out with the girls? Why don't you want to come and play with the boys? And we go, because it's fucking boring. <laughs> but obviously I couldn't say that then. It was just more I just didn't feel comfortable being around the boys. Yeah. Um, but at the same time it was still isolating because not even the girls knew how to keep me 
amongst it all because it was yeah. still different. So it's like, yeah, so going through high school and stuff, that was all whatever. <laughs> um, but coming into university and I did this whole, like, I'm going to reinvent myself. This yeah. is a new chapter, all that shit. <laughs> um, but then actually going into it, like, okay, I'm going to really try and find out a bit more about what I could be or who I am. Absolutely. Um, and just sort of, yeah carried on and thank goodness for those narratives and historical recollections and there's very limited amounts because um, again through colonisation a lot of those were mm-hmm. destroyed but mm. um, we're still able to sort of keep hope, be hopeful of our existence prior to colonial influences um, because we need to, more so for the younger Tamariki and Mokopuna because I just see them thriving and I see them coming through and I'm just like yeah this yeah. is what I'm talking about. I think yeah. it's trending the right way. Yeah. A better way than it was. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. And we are all our, like, not just with the gay thing or um, takatapui elements, but a lot of Except our things culturally are improving. Like, we are Absolutely. getting better. Um, still got a long way to go, but we are getting mm. better. And I love that because I love to be part of the crews yeah. that are wanting to, you know, sort of project that and really get it out there to the farm yeah. and to the iwi. I love that. And even wrapping back to your. Um, you're called about your guys' underground type of thing. Yeah. We have like a similar type of place called Darohinga mm. um, in this realm. So it's still in this realm in Danginui because there's different heavens and stuff like that. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, so Darohinga, on the trip there, you meet a, a. You have to go through the last island before Darohinga is called Potirirangi. Oh, don't quote me. But Paitirangi and Teku Watuas is there, who's a momo atua. He's the type of atua. He makes the judgment if you can come past or not. And right. he checks your pureness. Because this place, Rarohinga, is where the Tūrehu live. That's the tangata of that place. Mm. And they're not gender-specified either. They're just pure. Mm. And it's a place of love. It's a place of harmonious, like, mm. just being. Yeah. Eh? Of just being. And that's a goal that we all um, see as the standard of yeah. where we right. can get to because yeah. the two who got there. So mm. it's a good place to maybe strive for. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Wrapping, wrapping up on this corridor, um, anywhere we can strive to, where do you think we start? Um, good part, Um yeah. If anything, it's just... We, again, it's coming back to the whole... Sort of not wanting to make it a thing. Sorry, my tummy's rambling. Okay. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Would you need to put it out there? I'm, yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I haven't had lunch yet. I I'm so interrupted. You're making this take longer. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm Keep going. Keep no, going. You're beautiful. Fine. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just wanted no, to know if you fine. heard no. it. And I did, but I was like, oh, should I talk louder? No, 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 no. Let the we're feeling you know, our it's body's fine. telling us what needs to happen. <laughs> yes, kind. Um, yeah, so basically, honestly, it's mm-hmm. it's just showing that unconditional love. Yeah, um, love us the same. Mm. Um, don't We don't want to be treated different or um, yeah. loved differently. Um, but that's a journey for every individual, and they'll have their different um, experiences on how that happens. Yeah. But um, in terms of our whanau who want to sort of help elevate ourselves to get to that point mm. where we can be authentically ourselves but um, first and foremost always identifying that you are human first mm. and foremost, Māori or Indigenous or Polynesian 
um, it's your contribution and your service to your people that comes first, not so much the individual. Um, but our individuality does come out when it needs to. Absolutely, so, that's beautiful. And just be kind and love and be just nice people. Yeah, yeah. Just, just be, be a good fucking just human. Just be a good yeah. fucking human. Please. And thank you. Yeah. Place to finish, eh? Yeah. Love. I love it. Thank you so love much. Love the fucking love. Love's the start anyway. Yeah. If you can love, then you can try and move on. <laughs> yeah. Get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us thank today. You. Thank really, you, thank you all. Yeah. Thank you for your, your knowledge and, yeah, just your light. I'm just really grateful that we no, got to really, have this. Yeah, so same. Thank you both. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. All right, well, that's our episode here on Under the Whāraki with Tangaroa, the most well-articulating, yes. beautiful Yeah, I don't know why. I've never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, up, I've never speak good English. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's the way to it. It's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You're beautiful, <laughs> and love you all. See you yes. later. <laughs>